November 16, 2008, The First Church and Parish in Dedham, The Reverend Raleigh Weaver, Simplify, Simplify. I desired to preach a sermon of simplicity, and yet it seems, as Thoreau did, I can only describe simplicity in relation to what already exists. Our, our culture is so complicated. I wonder how we could ever find simplicity in the midst of such a complex system of commerce and technology. Where does the nature of things lie within the midst of anything that I do? I love the image of counting no more than your fingers and your toes only if you absolutely have to, as though there were not numbers higher than that to consider. What if we were to pay attention to just one day, and never more than a week? How might our perspectives change? How might our spending money change if there were just today? Or how might our treatment of others change if we, were, we only had today to express our feelings? How might our goals be different if we were to just live in this moment? In many ways, our entire culture is focused on the quick fix, the fast turnaround, the immediate results. We are often so wholly focused on the expectation of today that we lose sight of the gifts of waiting and taking time and even of failure. How often do we get to benefit from the gifts that arise of a rainy day when we had planned to rake leaves and have to do something else? I believe that we have mechanized our world to the point that we are rarely fully aware of the times of day and the true seasons of our lives. Our money is not tied to any real physical commodity, such as silver or gold, any more than our food is tied to the plant it was grown on or the animal from which it was offered. Our lives are marked by calendars and clocks which hold resemblance to the seasons of our lives, but measure them in increments that are foreign to the tides in the ocean and the lunar cycles which move to their own rhythms. There is much that nature has to teach us, but the truth is that nature is often a harsh and demanding and unpredictable teacher. The reason much of the infrastructure we now benefit from exists in the first place is that it is needed to overcome the difficulties created in the natural world. And perhaps the question is not how to eliminate the gifts of progress and live in a cottage by the lake, but instead how to integrate the gifts of nature into our daily lives in a way that is purposeful and thoughtful and meaningful. Which of us would trade the gifts of modern healing for the uncertainty of natural cures alone? Which of us would give up our cars completely to walk feet on the ground for the rest of our days? And which of us would trade our shelter for a shack beside a lake? By all accounts, Henry David Thoreau was an extremist. Even in his own day, he most likely was a person that stood out as a nonconformist, rowing against the tide of society for much of his life. But what is remarkable about his life is how his words critiquing the culture of his day still resonate with every new generation. Perhaps it is because we all had to read Walden in high school, but I believe it is also because this call to the life of independence and freedom is enticing to each human soul. 
In the period of enlightenment that followed the Industrial Revolution, the use of reason and experience was commonly touted as the best learning, and the call for the day was to encourage everyone to think for themselves and to remove all expectations and discover what life has to teach. By training the brain, his brain away from the expectations of others and society at large, Thoreau was able to live in his own fashion and to make his own rules. The part of his life that isn't written much about, though, is the time after he left the woods and returned to town and worked in his family's pencil-making industry. And this leads me to wondering how his ideas of self-sufficiency served him outside of the woods. Without meaning to criticize one of the forefathers of the transcendental movement, I must say that it is one thing to live simply in a small shack by yourself and quite another when you live within the com complications of society. I know this from experience because last summer I was able to spend 21 days in a shack in the Adirondack Mountains. I spent most of those days in full harmony with the earth around me. There were violent storms and beautiful sunrises and birds and frogs that I became close friends with in those 21 days. I labored hard in the out-of-doors for each of those days, and my time in the woods renewed my spirit in ways that it is, dis it is quite difficult to, to describe in words. There was a spirit in those mountains that fed my spirit, and all the usual complications of this life became quite simple because they, there were no distractions there. Over those days in the woods, I knew what my priorities were, and after a manner of time I found I was able to live in harmony with all that surrounded me. And yet since I have returned, my life has felt increasingly more complicated. There are often demands from conflicting corners, and it is more difficult to determine what to put first and last and where to focus my attention. You might say this is simply the difference between vacation and your day-to-day -day life, and this might be true. Still, I believe, as Unitarian Universalists, we strive to live the ordinary life in a non-ordinary way, and so I strive to integrate all the spirit of simplicity of my vacation in, into the chaos of my daily life, and I often feel I'm falling short. And this leads me to wonder what concessions Thoreau might have had to make once he moved back to town. I wonder how his independent spirit was compromised by the expectations of the family business. I wonder how much he was able to enjoy nature once he left that cottage by the lake. And so I say, if the call to simplify is to change anything at all, it must be more than a two-year commitment you make while living as a hermit. Simplification includes removing all the excess and reducing life to its lowest terms. To be of any use, the quality of living simply and uncombined needs to happen when we're surrounded by others and living amidst the, all the excesses of life. And I believe this is a bit harder than what Thoreau was doing on Walden Pond. As I have meditated upon simplicity this week, my mind has kept returning over and over again to the words of William Blake. 
to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour I believe the call to simplify is not really about divesting ourselves of all our worldly goods to live in a shack, although that might be helpful, but it is to open our hearts to the beauty of life that surrounds us wherever our life takes us. We could start by slowing our lives down and paying attention to the seasons that surround us and strive to clear away all the obstacles that obstruct our view. The call to simplify is the call to look with open our eyes and with an open heart to all that comes our way. As we enter this season of excess with thanksgiving and gift giving ahead, let us simplify by taking pleasure in the small and simple things and releasing ourselves from all external expectations, living only in the blessings of each moment. May it be so.